Do you have something inspiring to say? Have you always known that your voice can contribute to the world? Is now the time? Yes, now is the time. The world is waiting for you. Welcome to the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. Today, we have an inspiring guest who is ready to share their voice with the world. Now, on to the show. Woohoo! Good morning, good morning, good morning, wherever you are, whatever country, state, province, city, under a rock or on top of a mountain. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Wednesday, January the 25th, and I have the none other than the famous, the infamous, <laughs> kind of a little tired this morning looking at the pink sky, staying happy, Tamara Yonker. I like infamous. That's good. That works for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, Tamara, I'm so grateful that you got up this morning and we're willing to begin talking sooner than you usually do. And yeah. uh, all of all of our listeners want to hear what you have to say. So I'm going to give your voice a few seconds to kind of catch up and I'm going to read your bio. Um, hmm. Some things that maybe some people don't know about you and hopefully throughout the show we'll le learn even more. So Tamara Yonker is a certified facilitator, coach, mediator, speaker, and pioneer of consciousness who has been researching the energy, why is my brain not getting that? energetics of relating for 13 years. She has an expertise in guiding clients to cultivate intimacy of being, where they function from a powerful and aware presence that allows them to live more creative, creatively in the world and less at the effect of it. It's Tamara's desire to contribute to the emergence of a new paradigm of interpersonal relating, one that arises from allowance and choice rather than judgment and control. She facilitates Access Consciousness Core classes internationally, as well as her own specialty classes on intimacy. Her joy is inviting others to give up their current dependence on judgment as a valuable strategy for separation and protection. I love that. So the intimacy of oneness with all things becomes a natural way of living for all. Wow, Tamara. We need to read that more often. That is phenomenal. I, I think I think small. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> I think small, not. <laughs> that is phenomenal. Like people Emma, I've heard you um for well, it's it's closing in. I was thinking about this this morning when we first met. It was in Denver, Colorado in the summer of 2013. Wow. So <laughs> I've been listening to you now for um, three and a half years on the radio. And what is consistent, which I absolutely love, is your willingness to dive in where people don't want to dive. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite place, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's like you can see you rubbing your hands together. Okay, we're going in. We're going in. <laughs> uh, yeah, got me. <laughs> <laughs> And you you don't flinch um, at whatever is in front of you, which no. is something that I'm sure that you've had to cultivate. Has that always been been your natural mode of operandum? <clears throat> um, 
I think I'm more daring than most people. <laughs> I've I've always found uh, the fringe more interesting than the common. So, but yes, I think I have had to uh, cultivate a willingness to be in that space with ease, shall we say? Right, right, right. <clears throat> so, so Tamara, one of the biggest um, questions that um, I love to ask my my guests and and just anyone because I feel like it's kind of like a, a a doorway into who they be is what is inspiration to you? Mm. Oh, great question. Um, I think uh, maybe I'll tell a story. I'm a yes, please. Um, Excellent. I think one of the things that I realized, I, I arrived on the doorstep of access seven years ago. <clears throat> and at that time I wanted a total life makeover. I thought everything in my life was pretty problematic and I was failing <laughs> in every arena. And um and so it's been a, an incredible journey that I am grateful beyond words for. <clears throat> and one of the things that I recognized somewhere in the middle of all that is that most people orient toward death. Uh, it's really interesting. What do I mean by that? <clears throat> we, we, in this reality, uh, our fullest expression is not uh, accepted or even encouraged. So we're kind of told to tamp down. That's too much. You're, you know, there's too much energy. Tamp it down. Tamp it down. Tamp it down. And so this orientation toward death is kind of like judgment. Um, and all of its components. Judgment has a lot of components. It has expectation and projection and a conclusion and so forth and so on. So, so d d judgment is destructive. So we have this orientation toward death. We have this orientation toward <clears throat> bringing everything into solidity in which the aliveness of it <clears throat> is almost extinguished. <clears throat> so I was I was that. I I've openly called myself a walking talking Eeyore. I just went around going, Yeah, it's never gonna change and why bother and who cares? <laughs> it was just sort of like mm -hmm. you know, head down, trying to trying to just, you know, survive. <clears throat> and I don't think that's that, that uncommon, frankly, from what I see in the world. And um Anytime there was, you know, an, uh, a surge of sensation in my body, m myself, and I would say most people's reaction to that is get rid of it. <clears throat> you know, that's unacceptable. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God, I feel something. Let's make it go away. Let's distract ourselves from it. Let's numb it. Um, right. Let's, let's get rid of it. It's bad. Like having a, a lot of sensation, having a lot of energy is something that is to be avoided at all costs. So that was... <clears throat> kind of my uh, general way of operating, and I never questioned it, because I was like, well, that's what everybody else is doing, you know, I mean, nobody probably ever even thinks about that, they just follow suit, they see the, uh, <clears throat> you know, you grow up in a world where you see the adults doing that, tamping everything down, you know, bringing it all into slow motion, bringing the energy down, um, and so they just go, oh yeah, that's the way to live, <clears throat> and several years ago, I and this was this is something that would happen periodically in my life where I would have a lot of that sensation and generally a lot of that arises in my body <clears throat> when I'm confronting something that is going to ask of me to be different than I have been to be more than I have been to be willing to uh cross an edge to explore into a space that is completely unknown where I am like I don't know how to navigate that because I have no reference points for that 
So that's when, you know, things would get interesting and you get a lot of the sensation and people, you know, sometimes people are like, oh, but I'm hyperventilating or I'm, you know, I'm pacing like a caged animal. I can't sit still. I'm fidgety. I'm, you know, you get a lot of that going on in your body and you're just like, oh, shit, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. And I had, I would have that periodically and it would last, you know, sometimes maybe for an hour or, or shortly, you know, shorter than that or maybe longer than that. But there was a period where... That had showed up and it was lasting for like days and weeks. And several times in the night, I would be asleep, completely asleep, completely, totally, absolutely asleep. And I would be awoken by my heart pounding out of my chest. Like imagine your heart pounding as hard as it could possibly pound and being awoken by that and going, oh, my God, like, am I having a heart attack? Am I having an anxiety attack? Am I going to die? Like, what's happening? It was it was definitely very freaky. And at that point, I thought, maybe I need to go to see a doctor. Maybe there's something going on with my body that I'm, you know, I shouldn't be ignoring. And yet, uh, because I was playing with the tools of access, I also was asking questions and I was just kind of like, and again, the whole time I'm, 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 I'm pacing and I'm feeling like that caged animal and, and I'm trying to like, oh my God, something's wrong. I need to get rid of this because again, all of this energy is too much. It's too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to control it. So after a few nights of this, you know, waking up in the middle of the night with my heart pounding in my chest and and I've been this has been going on for weeks and asking questions and asking questions and asking questions and not really receiving any real revealing awareness as often happens for me when I'm doing something totally mundane like the dishes or the laundry mm-hmm. or you know, I was I was changing the sheets on my bed and all of a sudden I had this like one of those aha moments that changes your whole life where I was like, oh my God, it's okay to be alive. This, uh-huh. this that I'm feeling in my body, this is my, this is me turning on again. This is me coming back online. This is me coming back to living, vitality, aliveness. And I started bawling because I realized I had bought in that death or the orientation toward it was the right way to be and the right way to live. And I just was like, oh, my God. Like, that was never a thought in my world. Never occurred to me. Never a thought in my world at all. Never contemplated that. Just realized that I had I had followed suit. I had oriented that way like most people. And now my body and my being wanted to come alive. And, and so the moment that I allowed that i stopped resisting it and you know like oh, i gotta tamp this down i gotta get rid of it i gotta numb it i gotta distract myself from it the moment that i fully embraced it and allowed it it instead of trying to hold it contracted which makes it feel even more intense it expanded you know like infinitely into space and all of the uncomfortableness of that just evaporated and and i was like i mean it took me a while to kind of just be with that and and be like mm-hmm. what what was that like what how how does that even anyway long story short what what inspires me what inspires me is people who allow themselves to come alive uh circumstances that allow the, ourselves to come alive choices that allow ourselves to come alive um following the energy of something that is makes absolutely no sense to us it's not logical it's not linear it's not reasonable it's not rational it just is your something deep inside you that says go there 
And so many people stop because they're like, oh, the mind kicks in and goes, no, 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 don't go there. Beyond there be dragons. That is unsafe. But the people who don't let that stop them and who go and who pioneer and who explore and who experiment and, you know, judgment be damned and common be damned and fitting in be damned and, uh, you know, the innovators, the mavericks, that's when I'm most inspired, when I'm exploring, when I'm playing in that space of possibility and the, the mundane and the common and the mediocre, I, I just go, want to go to sleep because that to me is that orientation toward death again. There you go. <laughs> I'm just like, didn't know I, was gonna say that. Chin, yeah. I did it. I chin, chin on hand and I'm like, damn, this is good. I just like, <laughs> I got up for this. This is awesome. <laughs> oh my God. I don't even know where to dive in. So I am going to let that just, Everybody just be yummy in that energy. We're going to take our break a couple minutes early. When we come back, we're going to start to unpack some of these questions that are coming up in my head. And if anyone would like to ask some questions, please come on over to InspireChoicesNetwork.com. Join us in the chat room. We would love to have you join us, or you certainly can call in in the U.S., 815-880-8255. In Canada, 613-800-8736, or you can Skype us at Inspired Choices Network, and we will be back with the never-boring Tamara Yonker right after this commercial break. Stay tuned. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Did you ever have a sense of curiosity and wonder as a child? Have you traded that in for following the rules, conforming to the expectations of others, validating the status quo and getting it right? All of that is the perfect formula for doubting you. What if creating your life without judging you or your choices is closer than you think? Join the conversation with Tamara Yonker and Alan Jones, where you're invited to trust what you know to create, what you desire with more fun, more possibility, and more magic. On the Playground of Possibilities radio show, anything is possible and everything is play. Tune in every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. Well, welcome back, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. I do have Tamara Yonker here, and we started off the show asking her one of my Usually pretty easy questions. What is inspiration to you? <laughs> and Sarah, she 
us forward into such amazing, fully abundant energy. I'm like, I do not know where to go from here. I've been doing interviews for many years. Tamara, I think you're one of the first to ever stump me. I love it. See, I'm uncomfortable. It's challenging me, and I'm stepping into it. Thank you so much. You know, when you glad I could started, be of service. Yeah, you're awesome. One of the first things that popped into my mind when you started to talk about being uncomfortable and how the body um, and and the being in the body um, just tries to follow suit and get away from it. You know, yeah. you know, eject, eject. Where's the exit door? And one of the first images that came into my mind was actually your hand on a stove, right? So the first reaction we have is to pull away, to pull away. And yet we know in situations where if the body is in trauma, the worst thing to do is to pull away. I was listening to a, a nurse talk about uh, a child that fell and there was this like, one foot branch went into the child's head. And the mother pulled it out. It was right in the eye socket, and the mother pulled it out. And she could have killed the child, right? So there's these these physical things that perhaps isn't the, the smartest thing for us to do when something physical happens that we immediately try to get rid of it, to stop it. And And that's what jumped into my mind when you started to talk about this. And what I really love is when you were making that bed, and you got that huge friggin' download of, holy shit, I'm alive. Mm. And and I'm, I'm in the game. And how many times have, you know, for you, you know, you experience it different than me. For me, my body likes to cry. Like, it's like, you know, get the Kleenex, George, we're going to need a lot. Like, it just cries and cries and cries. And so many times I would judge myself in that. I would be so massively in judgment, like I'm weak, there's something wrong with me, why am I so screwed up, which was a generative question. That, that wasn't the space of, what is this? And, and so I was always trying to numb it. You know, there was a time that I went through and, you know, like a lot of people used medication because, hey, I'm depressed, I need to stop this. You know, mm. a lot of other people will use alcohol, something to distract from what the messages are and the body to me is is so amazing today it's it's amazing it's like wow body what are you showing me what are you inviting me into what what is trying to be said and today when this occurs it's like wow okay cool what am i aware of and as you said you know the same for me now is when that's occurring and i kind of move towards it i move into it I be with it, it starts to expand. Mm-hmm. And and it's not this, it's kind of like akin to a child, right? Be quiet. But, but, be quiet. But, 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 you know, and they get louder and louder and louder. <laughs> but when we are actually looking at them and engaging, it's like the child's like, oh, I'm being seen. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm being heard, right? So I love that, the analogy that you gave of like, I'm alive. Mm-hmm. I'm 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 in it, and that's an intense place to be. Mm-hmm, to very. really to, to really be seen, and to really look at all of the mess that's going on within you. Yeah, 
And that's interesting that you said that because there is a great intensity in, be, in being alive, and most people avoid intensity at all costs. Right. And the conclusion is that they're going to die in the intensity? <clears throat> that, that's a really interesting uh, question because I think people would have different – yeah, I mean, I think that's common. It feels like I'm going to die. Or it feels like um, – I, I think what they're what they're not saying but is uh, I can't allow myself to be that out of control. <laughs> okay, and you know what just popped in? How many – People are out there asking, begging, searching for adventure, searching for something new and exciting, adrenaline junkies. Mm -hmm. You know, people that want to get stirred up. They want to be stretched. They want to be expanded. They want to feel alive. (laughs) They want to feel alive. Exactly. They want to feel the intensity of being alive. And the only way they can do that, the only way they they think they can do that is to go do some adrenaline, uh, you know, you jack up the adrenaline in your body. You're like, oh, this is the greatest. You know, I go do this extreme sport and I feel so alive. But then they go back to their regular life and back to the orientation toward death and then everything's, you know, whatever it is. And and it's like, well, what if you could, what if you don't have to go seek uh, extreme sports and practically kill yourself physically in order to have that same feeling of alive. What if you can have that intensity of aliveness every moment of every day? Impossible, Tamara. Come on. (laughs) Come on. Oh, I think not. (laughs) (laughs) You you definitely are among the, the lower percentages of people who are stepping into that. I can't not. I can't not do it actually. It's um I think it and some of it is perhaps uh a backlash from my childhood. Um my my parents were uh for just let's just keep it simple, sort of incapable of of intimacy. You know, they had all their shit going on, so they were very oriented inward. Uh, They had massive fortresses of protection up to, you know, insulate themselves and make sure nobody ever felt them, make sure they never felt anybody else. They were massively into strategies of, uh, you know, distraction, suppression, avoidance, uh, you name it. And so I grew up in this this environment, and and it feels pretty lonely when, when everybody's isolating themselves, and you're like, hello, anybody there? Hello. Yeah. And I think that's not uncommon. Um I think neglect is is very common not from a person not, not, not like nobody does that deliberately. They just don't even know how to uh be present with themselves, so they have no capacity to to be present with anybody else. So it's not mm-hmm. like they're, you know, trying to be mean and abusive and all that. It's just it's just they're incapable. Um so after having that childhood and then just being a very observant child and I and I watched and I watched and I watched and I looked at the relationships of my, the relationship of my parents and the relationships of my parents friends and I was like god if that's what relationship is I don't want any part of it because that looks pretty miserable you all look pretty miserable actually um and I'm highly uh into uh, you know you want to use the word intuitive or whatever I now know it to be uh energetically aware if you want to call it that so so mm-hmm. I was aware of everybody's suffering not not just the people in my environment but the sort of planetary atmosphere and um so I think I was like there's got to be something different possible and and so I was probably a on that quest from the time that I was very young 
and uh over the course of decades um you know it's funny talk about this studying the energetics of relating i've probably been doing that my whole life but really really very focused on it for at least the last couple of decades and and realizing that the only way we can um have a different experience than that isolation that we've created from one another is to become deeply intimate with ourselves deeply intimate with ourselves and then when you cultivate that deep intimacy with yourself you can let the whole world in you can let everything in you can open yourself up to people you can open yourself up to uh the suffering that the people create you can open yourself up to everything and you realize there's no barrier to anything required as a matter of fact it starts to be, seem absurd to even mm-hmm. live that way and that's that um willingness to live free rather than secure like most people are oriented around finding safety and security finding comfort finding comfort they're not mm-hmm. they're not so interested in going into that space of the unknown where everything is totally you know total disequilibrium and you know i'm getting all that high sensation in my body and oh my god i'm freaking out like most people are not mm-hmm. willing to go there you know and i'm one of those people's like ooh it looks dangerous i'll go first <laughs> <laughs> adrenaline junkie of another kind of another kind in a sense but 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 really what i realized you know after telling the story that i did before the break is that it was i didn't know this i couldn't have cognitively told you but it was a quest to be alive it was a quest to be fully alive and engaged with life in every myriad expression not to not to you know put it in little compartmentalized boxes and be like well i'll i'll experience this because this feels good but i won't experience that because that feels bad as soon as we you know create that distinction um we orient toward death that's okay <laughs> Sorry, it's all landing. I'm like, my my brain is all over the place, so everything that is. So you, let's back up for just a minute. Can you give us, Tamara, your definition of intimacy? Um, yeah. Uh, so the willingness to receive everything as it is for what it is without a point of view, without a preference, total allowance, um you still have choice this does not supersede choice and i think that's the the thing that people freak out they're like but if i received everything i'd have to live at the effect of it and i'm like no actually it's the opposite if you receive everything that is an indication that you trust yourself implicitly including your capacity to choose so that you live at the effect of nothing ever nice so you know when we talk about intimacy most Say that again? There's no need to separate or protect at all. Right. Comes obsolete. That's and, and so true, and that is so opposite of what we believe intimacy is in this reality. You know, a lot of people will get intimate, physically intimate with another person with their bodies, mm-hmm. and they will completely they will completely give the physical to another person. You know, through sex, copulation, touch, taste, whatever that is for them. And mm-hmm. yet when it comes to, when it comes to actually being intimate with everything in their, in their knowing, in their, in their beingness, mm-hmm. they will shut, shut it off, afraid to be hurt. Mm-hmm. Right? And yeah. the, 
the intensity, and it is an intensity, of being really intimate, of being really present with someone, of looking someone else in the eyes and really completely and totally opening up is it's raw and it is mm. absolutely a, the most alive place mm-hmm. you can be. It, it is yep. it's absolutely phenomenal. I, I, Tamara doesn't maybe realize this, so I'm going to tell a little story. The, the, the first time when Tamara and I met was at an access class through our mutual friend Sharon Lewis, and we all went out for dinner. Do you remember that evening? Yeah, we Mexican, right. And I have no idea what I said. I have no idea what I said. And Tamara was sitting on my left. Well, she shot her head towards me with the most intense eyes. <laughs> I don't know what you said to me, but I'm telling you, I was like, "Please, could the ground open up right now?" <laughs> I'm swallow me now. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck am I here? <laughs> and I was like, "Oh my god." The level of presence, and back then it felt like, you know, from a a, a recovering, oh, sure. like, let's be comfortable person, it, it felt like being accosted yeah. because you are so present and you are so willing to go where most of us have never even had the invitation to go, let alone refusing Mm-hmm. And and it really struck something in me, and and you know I've had to keep looking at this and looking at this, and it was it was uncomfortable as hell, and it was a huge invitation for me to be in the moment more and more. How many times do you hear people say these things to you, Tamara? Well, I I I perceive it energetically far more than I hear them say it, because most people aren't willing to say anything; um, they just run away. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> they just disappear. <laughs> Where'd they go? Oh, they had a Tamar encounter. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> a T-E. It's not E-T, call home. It's T-E, run home. <laughs> so, Tamar, how are you with that when the likes of me come into your world and we want to run and hide? Oh, my God, I used to make myself so, 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 so wrong for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it totally freaked me out uh, for a long time. And um, because I'm interpretation, narrative story is one of the greatest obstructions of consciousness. You've heard me say that on the radio show numerous times, probably. And so uh, because my parents... My parents, like I said, they were totally insular. They were completely inward oriented. They couldn't, they didn't have the ability to really have any sort of uh, meaningful interaction with other people. Um, it was all kind of automated um, because they, they didn't, they didn't let me feel them. That was too terrifying for them. They didn't let me feel mm. them. So I made that mean that there was something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. And and when that intensity of presence landed in people's universes and they freaked the fuck out, which was, you know, most common, I, of course, made that mean something wrong about me. I don't know how to love very well. I don't know how to, you know, I, I was like, the way I love is wrong. <laughs> the way I care right. is wrong. I do all wrong. And so I put that under wraps for a really long time. I hid it from the world. And... um it's only been and as a matter of fact i i because i can see 
with such precision. I can see people's pain and suffering and know exactly what's causing it. And if I was to happen to say something that penetrated all your walls and barriers and actually landed for you, I mean, you being whoever I'm speaking to, it oftentimes produced tears. And the, and as soon as somebody started crying, I'd be like, oh, shit, I did it again. I did it again. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, I did it wrong. Right. I did it wrong. And, I would, and, and actually not realizing that that that's a gift and a capacity uh, to be able to to touch someone where they rarely ever allow themselves to mm-hmm. be seen or touched. So mm-hmm. it was it took me years to actually let that out and say, you know what? For those people who are ready to receive it, it's the greatest gift that they'll ever open themselves to. So right. don't hide this. This is a gift to the world. Not everybody's ready for it and that's okay. Totally okay. Um, but for those who are ready, those who are asking, then they are. I the the gratitude I receive is beyond measure. That is phenomenal. Okay, we are going to take our second break. We're going to come back with the really potent, ever-present Tamara Yonker, and we'll see where this conversation takes us. So glad we're doing this this morning, Tamara. Thank you for waking me up. Waking up with Tamara Yonker. How's it get any better? <laughs> you are listening. To open mic spotlight here on Inspired Choices Network. We will be right back. Do you have something inspiring to say? Would you like a taste of being one of our inspired hosts? Get on the air on the Inspired Choices Network Open Mic Spotlight Show. The Open Mic Spotlight Show is your time to shine and inspire our global audience. Shows air at 9 a.m. on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday each week. Claim your spot today. Simply contact our network owner at info at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. Forget the days of five minutes of fame. Now you can have 55 minutes of fame. Did you ever have a sense of curiosity and wonder as a child? Have you traded that in for following the rules, conforming to the expectations of others, validating the status quo and getting it right? All of that is the perfect formula for doubting you. What if creating your life without judging you or your choices is closer than you think? Join the conversation with Tamara Yonker and Alan Jones, where you're invited to trust what you know to create, what you desire with more fun, more possibility, and more magic. On the Playground of Possibilities radio show, anything is possible and everything is play. Tune in every Monday at 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Greenwich Mean Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You are listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Show here on Inspired Choices Network. To call in and ask questions, call 815-880-8255 in the U.S., 613-800-8736 in Canada, or Skype us at Inspired Choices Network. Now back to the show. All right, all right, all right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. So today I am talking with Tamara Yonker. Now, Tamara, before we get back into the conversation, I'd like to highlight that you are one of my very special hosts on here on the Inspired Choices Network. I'm so honored to have you and Alan dancing together and playing and always keeping me on my toes. Here and you have the Playground of Possibility <laughs> radio show, and um, as well as doing the Playground of Possibilities, you have your own business, correct? 
Mm. Yes, primarily these days, private coaching. Yeah, that's okay. that's what I really find most joyful for me are the people who are willing to go deep, like we've talked about, and really um, they're choosing into that space of intimacy, intimacy with themselves so they can feel alive, the intensity of ali- that aliveness 24-7 every day, totally trust themselves implicitly, and receive life with, you know, g- glor- gusto, like just... Be fully with it. In Be it. alive. Yeah. That's fantastic. So if someone wants to get in touch with you, how do they go about doing that? Uh, my website is uh, accessinfinitebeing.com, and there's okay. a contact page on there, or they can reach out to me on Facebook. Uh, or, yeah, that's probably the easiest ways. Okay, cool. Well, we will definitely put your website into this show's uh, replay. So if you're looking... To contact with Tamara, you'll be able to get it there as well. You can find her on Facebook for sure. It's T-A-M-A-R-A-Y-O-U-N-K-E-R if you're wondering about the spelling. Thank so, you. So you're welcome. Tamara, do you, uh, have you been doing any of your classes or do you have any classes coming up on uh, intimacy or uh, any of these other creations that you've dived into? Uh, I don't. However, somebody just asked me to um, do a class, on, like a teleclass on intimacy, though, so that might be coming soon. Awesome. Well, please keep us all in the know so we can we can join in and get our worlds <laughs> rocked, or just keep listening to this radio show over and over. <laughs> okay. So before we went, you were talking about the uh, we were talking about intimacy and really stepping into the the place of being alive. Mm. My next big question for you is: What is important to you, Tamara Yonker, in the world? What is most important to you in the world? Um, liberation, freedom. People feel free to trust themselves. Um, I'd say in a succinct nutshell, that's it. Like I like I said, most people orient themselves towards safety. Uh, I'm going to give a little preview of uh, Alan and my show on Monday, which is the topic is you can't be trusted. And that's the message that this reality uh, delivers at you from the time that you are basically in diapers. And it says, you know, you don't know anything. <laughs> We know. We've been on the planet longer than you. We've accumulated all this experience and all this wisdom and all this knowledge. And so I'm going to teach Mm -hmm. you what you need to do, when you need to do it, what you should want to do. I mean, we like it's just all information is is delivered, 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 and not very often are we asked questions. Not very often are we encouraged to follow the energy of anything. Um, We're told how to be, how to function, how to behave. Uh, the right and wrong and all of that. And so what I f- f- is most important to me is that people find the courage, and, and again, that's totally up to them, but if they're interested in finding the courage to, rather than seek a life of security in uh, following the rules, uh, you know, being right and appropriate and fitting in and all of that stuff, like finding the, the way to trust themselves above all else implicitly, completely, because that's the only true security there is. When you trust yourself, you can go out into the world um, and, as I've said before, receive everything. So 
so that that's like my my dream if you will is for people to to receive themselves in that way to trust themselves implicitly to have that total freedom and liberation um and and let the security that we've known um become less valuable the way people mm-hmm. so yeah i guess that's I love that. It's kind of a you know, theoretical thing, and I, I can talk about it in that theoretical way, but when I work with my clients, it becomes very pragmatic. Right. It becomes very moment by moment, day by day, yeah. I was at an event uh, this past weekend in uh, New York City, and I was in a room with 2,000 women, and uh, it was uncomfortable and absolutely um, rocking the core to mm. watch people to watch these women who many of them would tell you know their story in about five minutes but how how many of them had you know shut themselves down locked themselves Mm -hmm. away made themselves wrong and for them to come alive there was this one there the the uh woman is mama gina who runs this event event and she brought about eight women up onto the stage have you been to one of her events I have not, but I'm very familiar with who she is, yeah, and the work she okay. does. Yep. Okay, so she brings like eight women up onto the stage, and she starts talking about, okay, so dance how you are in your world, in your life, where you're not happy, right? And then she mm-hmm. she turns, you know, and there's certain music that goes with that, and then she says, okay, now dance like you, you're you coming alive. Well, these women started to take off their clothes, oh. and I don't mean that they got naked, but I mean that, you know, they had layers and layers of clothing on. Yeah. And literally this one woman, she took off like two sweaters and she took off a hat and and all of a sudden everyone is like, who is that? Who is that person that's standing there before us? We don't even recognize her from five minutes ago because mm. she became so alive. Mm-hmm. And she's – these women – they're they're everyday people. These are not people that were handpicked and staged, right? These were everyday people that have never been on a stage likely like this, let alone being videotaped in front of 2,000 other people, feeling extremely vulnerable. And when these women said, to hell with it, I'm going to show up, it was amazing. And it turned all of us on even more. Do you... Yeah. Like it was just it was a phenomenal experience. I was mm. just like, Oh my god, I wanna run up on stage. Like I think everyone in that room wanted to do the same. Yeah. Do you do you watch that occur with your clients and the people that you interact with that when they really begin to show up and they that it rocks other people's worlds to show up? Oh yeah, it's a pebble in the pond. It's it's the only way that you when you shift from seeking safety not from control because that's how most most people think. If I could just control everything in my life, then I can finally feel safe. But seeking safety not from control, but total trust in you, um, that's the game changer of magnitude. And so it's not even, and it sounds like that experience was, you know, fantastic. Um, I What I'd like to see is that every one of those women be that not just in the, you know, two days or whatever that you were in that workshop, that class, but every moment of every day, because that's the only way we truly have influence on the world. As long as Mm. we're trying to, you know, fit into it, 
in the way that it has prescribed that we should fit into it, then there's very little impact that's being had because we're just we're just going along to get along. We're just playing the game as it's been uh, designed for us. But when we show up in that alive space that you just described, our influence and our impact is uh, not measurable. It's yeah. It, it's uh, that's how that's how we change the world. It but you got to be willing to be it. You got to be willing to be it because it's not logical. It's not rational. It's not reasonable. It doesn't make sense. It's gonna be judged. It's gonna be criticized, and mm-hmm. you have to be willing to receive all of that. Right, and and that's Otherwise a whole other conversation. <laughs> that's yeah. a whole other conversation of being willing to receive that kind of judgment. Um, you know, I, as I was sitting there thinking about my own life and thinking about, you know, what occurred in my childhood. And we could talk about that for eons. But mm. one of the biggest things was when I was very little and I, I, the age of three keeps popping in my head. When I was three, I was told to be quiet. Mm-hmm. You're too loud. You know, the message was don't get so excited. Calm the hell down. Yeah. Right. And I stuffed myself inside of myself, Tamara, for my whole friggin' life. I was always afraid of what is going to come out of my mouth next. Mm-hmm. I was afraid of what was going to come out of my mouth. I didn't know what was going to come out of my mouth. I wasn't someone that sat there and tried to think of, okay, I need to say this, and then I should say this, and then I should say this, right? I was living in the moment and yet made wrong for it. Mm-hmm. And when about when about my life, you know, for probably 40 years at least, looking at, okay, what should I say? What's the right thing to say? Which turned me down, which, which absolutely did not have me contribute to my own life as much as it could and, and definitely was not contributing the world to other people with being all of me. And there was a point, and I don't know when it was, it was just prior to coming into the body of work of access, that I just said, you know what? Enough. Enough. I'm dying inside. I'm dying inside. When I show up as me, and I really, really, like, I'm I'm the laughter, I'm the joy, I'm the all of the emotions of me, mm. and mm. I allow whatever is in my mouth to come out, that whatever wants to be said to come out, I feel phenomenal. I am in mm-hmm. that space of aliveness. I mean, I never put those words to it before, but now that you're, you've said this today, I was feeling alive and I was otherwise dying for all of those years. And what makes me laugh today is that I've been on the radio talking <laughs> for five years and, and now, you know, inspire other people to show up and share their voice with the world through this network Hmm. and it's like you will not quiet me any longer (laughs) (laughs) watch bitches i'm gonna make a network (laughs) i'm gonna make it so loud now right but it was like i never really really deeply looked at that until this past weekend at how much Mm. i was dying inside yeah. And how 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 afraid I was. And, you know, when I do my radio shows, I have an outline of what I'm going to say. But truthfully, I follow the energy of what's asking for mm-hmm. to come through in the moment. It's, it's, it, it is my most present time is when I'm on the radio. Yep. And and I, I, I invite myself over and over again to be there 
in in other times in my life, right? But th- this has been such a gift, and you know, there's so many people that are quieted and shushed and told to lock it up from you know such an early age. We have people walking around in these massive boxes with you know these these pieces of steel across their mouth and across their heart that they're not able to breathe and be who they are. And like, shit, we can change the world when we show the hell up. Mm-hmm. Right? You, you've, you've just given a beautiful example from your own life about what I talked about before the first break where we have this, or we have made the orientation toward death, right? I mean, what you even said was, I was dying inside. Yes. And then you liberated yourself so that you could be alive. And that's what I wish for everyone on the planet. Yeah. Amen. Period. Yep. You know, even 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 the people that, you know, we may not agree with, when we all are showing up, there is a contribution in all of it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, even, you know, what's going on in the political front in the United States is really rocking a lot of people's worlds. And yet the person that you have as president today doesn't really care. He says what he desires. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not really stepping around worrying about what you or I think. He is saying what he desires to say. Mm-hmm. Now that m- maybe is going to kick him in the butt someday or not. Who knows? But what would it really be like if we were all really showing up and and delivering what it is that is inside of us yeah Yeah. unapologetically unedited totally in that moment it's 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 often referred to as irrational and it was made wrong for a long time it's it's been less made wrong um but yeah when you speak in that way that's unapologetic and unedited uh a lot of people don't like that you know i'm offended and I'm, I don't even understand that. Offend, I, I've, I've been having conversations lately because apparently all these people are offended. I'm like, how, does, how do you get offended? I, I don't think I, I understand what that is. That's so foreign to me. But, um, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, politically correctness and, like, all these things that have, are increasingly set in place to control us. Right. And, and it's, it's everywhere. Yeah. It's it's everywhere, and so how do you navigate the 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 world, Tamara, with your aliveness? How, how do you like? What are two or three tips that you can give our listeners on navigating and mm-hmm. being fully alive in a world that is pretty intense? Um, uh, <laughs> we have four minutes left. Yeah. <laughs> I think the main thing is I would encourage everybody to be willing to trust yourself a little bit more today than you did yesterday. And and every day, how where can I trust myself more? Where have I made authority right? Where have I abandoned what I know in favor of somebody else's point of view? Um, that's the one thing that I think is the greatest game changer in anybody's life is to to begin trusting yourself today a little more than you did yesterday. When you when you notice yourself looking for the right answer, stop and say, well, what do I know about this? What am I aware of here? Because most of the time, people are fully aware of everything. They just have never b- bothered to ask themselves the question, what do I know about this? 
What am I aware of? If I trusted myself implicitly above all else, what would I know to choose as opposed to looking for the right answer, looking for the person who's going to tell them what they should choose, looking for the person who's going to tell them what they should do? Um, We become paralyzed because we don't trust ourselves. And when you trust yourself, you live fully uh, in the dance with life, knowing that nothing could go wrong, (laughs) ever. You can't live at the effect of anything when you trust yourself. Like so many of the things that people are afraid of on a daily basis cease to even exist. They become obsolete when you trust yourself. So I would say that's that's the number one thing I would encourage people is just uh, look at that every day. How can I trust myself more today than I did yesterday? Mm, I like that question. I like that question. Because I, I understand it and yet <laughs> say that again. It's a process. It's not going to happen all at once. Right. And and it's funny because right. I, I was working with a client recently and, uh, you know, in the midst of the session, I don't know, we got maybe 45 minutes into it. And I said, okay, I'm going to stop you that right there. Let's just take a pause. I said, is, have you, is, so reflect back to when we began the session to now, is something different? And she said, yes. And I said, okay, well, let's look at that. So she just kind of started noticing and noticing and noticing. And I said, I said, might it be that you trust yourself more right now than you did 45 minutes ago? And she was absolutely blown away because she was thinking about what trust is rather than experiencing it for herself. Mm. Nice. So how how many of us are not willing to even acknowledge how much mm. we trust ourselves? Yeah. Right? Tamara, thank you so much for waking up early, for being willing to show up as the potent being that you definitely are, and for rocking all of our worlds. Uh, You are definitely a gift and a force to be reckoned with in the world. And, um, you know, I'm going to keep stepping in more and more. I invite all the listeners to keep stepping in to being more and more present and alive in their own worlds and and to learning to trust themselves, be willing to trust themselves. Again, if you would like to get in contact with Tamara, you can find her at accessinfinitebeing.com. You can find her on the Playground of Possibilities, which, which is here every Monday morning on Inspired Choices Network at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, of course, you can connect with her on Facebook. Tamara, have a rocking world. It today. has been a great pleasure, Christine. <laughs> Thank you so much for inviting me to be here and reveal all of my, you know, whatever that is <laughs> in the world. <laughs> you are potent if nothing else. Take care, everyone. See you again Thank next you. Time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Open Mic Spotlight Radio Show. We will be here Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 8 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Mountain, and 6 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. We hope you'll join us. Until then, continue to create you with joy and inspiration.